Section 7 of Optics. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Optics by Isaac Newton. Book 1, Part 1, Proposition 2, Section 4. Experiment 10. Two prisms, which were alike in shape, I tied so together, that their axis and opposite sides being parallel, they composed a parallelopiped. And, the sun shining into my dark chamber through a little hole in the window shut, I placed that parallelopiped in his beam at some distance from the hole, in such a posture, that the axes of the prisms might be perpendicular to the incident rays and that those rays being incident upon the first side of one prism might go on through the two contiguous sides of both prisms and emerge out of the last side of the second prism this side being parallel to the first side of the first prism caused the emerging light to be parallel to the incident then beyond these two prisms i placed a third which might refract that emergent light and by that refraction cast the usual colors of the prism upon the opposite wall or upon a sheet of white paper held at a convenient distance behind the prism for that refracted light to fall upon it after this i turned the parallelopiped about its axis and found that when the contiguous sides of the two prisms became so oblique to the incident rays that those rays began all of them to be reflected those rays which in the third prism had suffered the greatest refraction and painted the paper with violet and blue were first of all by a total reflection taken out of the transmitted light the rest remaining and on the paper painting their colors of green yellow orange and red as before and afterwards by continuing the motion of the two prisms the rest of the rays also by a total reflection vanished in order according to their degrees of refrangibility the light therefore which emerged out of the two prisms is compounded of rays differently refrangible seeing the more refrangible rays may be taken out of it while the less refrangible remain but this light being trajected only through the parallel superficies of the two prisms if it suffered any change by the refraction of one superficies it lost that impression by the contrary refraction of the other superficies and so being restored to its pristine constitution became of the same nature and condition as at first before its incidence on those prisms and therefore before its incidence was as much compounded of rays differently refrangible as afterwards illustration in the twenty-second figure capital a b c and capital b c d are the two prisms tied together in the form of a parallelopiped their sides capital b c and capital c b being contiguous and their sides capital a b and capital c d parallel and capital h j k is the third prism by which the sun's light propagated through the hole capital f into the dark chamber and there passing through those sides of the prisms capital a b capital b c capital c b and capital c d is refracted at capital o to the white paper capital p t falling there partly upon capital p by a greater refraction 
partly upon capital T by a less refraction, and partly upon capital R and other intermediate places by intermediate refractions. By turning the parallelopiped capital A C B D about its axis, according to the order of the letters capital A, capital C, capital D, capital B, at length when the contiguous planes capital BC and capital CB become sufficiently oblique to the rays capital FM, which are incident upon them at capital M, there will vanish totally out of the refracted light capital OPT, first of all the most refracted rays capital OP, the rest capital OR and capital OT remaining as before, then the rays capital OR and other intermediate ones, and lastly, the least refracted rays capital OT. For when the plane capital BC becomes sufficiently oblique to the rays incident upon it, those rays will begin to be totally reflected by it towards capital N. And first the most refrangible rays will be totally reflected, as was explained in the preceding experiment, and by consequence must first disappear at capital P, and afterwards the rest as they are in order totally reflected to capital N they must disappear in the same order at capital R and capital T. So then the rays which at capital O suffer the greatest refraction, may be taken out of the light capital MO whilst the rest of the rays remain in it, and therefore that light capital MO is compounded of rays differently refrangible. And because the planes capital AB and capital CD are parallel, and therefore by equal and contrary refractions destroy one another's effects, the incident light capital FM must be of the same kind and nature with the emergent light capital MO, and therefore doth also consist of rays differently refrangible. These two lights capital FM and capital MO, before the most refrangible rays are separated out of the emergent light capital MO, agree in color and in all other properties so far as my observation reaches, and therefore are deservedly reputed of the same nature and constitution, and by consequence the one is compounded as well as the other. But after the most refrangible rays begin to be totally reflected, and thereby separated out of the emergent light capital MO, that light changes its color from white to a dilute and faint yellow, a pretty good orange, a very full red, successively, and then totally vanishes. For after the most refrangible rays which paint the paper at capital P with a purple color, are by a total reflection taken out of the beam of light, capital MO, the rest of the colors which appear on the paper at capital R and capital T being mixed in the light, capital MO, compound there a faint yellow and after the blue and part of the green which appear on the paper between capital P and capital R are taken away, the rest which appear between capital R and capital T, that is the yellow, orange, red, and a little green, being mixed in the beam capital MO compound there an orange, and when all the rays are by reflection taken out of the beam capital MO, except the least refrangible, which at capital T appear of a full red, 
their color is the same in that beam capital m o as afterwards at capital t the refraction of the prism capital h j k serving only to separate the differently refrangible rays without making any alteration in their colors as shall be more fully proved hereafter all which confirms as well the first proposition as the second scolium if this experiment and the former be conjoined and made one by applying a fourth prism capital v x y in figure twenty two to refract the reflected beam capital m n towards t p the conclusion will be clearer for then the light capital n lower case p which in the fourth prism is more refracted will become fuller and stronger when the light capital o p which in the third prism capital h j k is more refracted vanishes at capital p and afterwards when the less refracted light capital o t vanishes at capital t the less refracted light capital n lower case t will become increased whilst the more refracted light at p receives no farther increase and as the trajected beam capital m o in vanishing is always of such a color as ought to result from the mixture of the colors which fall upon the paper capital p t so is the reflected beam capital m n always of such a color as ought to result from the mixture of the colors which fall upon the paper p t for when the most refrangible rays are by a total reflection taken out of the beam capital m o and leave that beam of an orange color the excess of those rays in the reflected light does not only make the violet indigo and blue at p more full but also makes the beam capital m n change from the yellowish color of the sun's light to a pale white inclining to blue and afterward recover its yellowish color again so soon as all the rest of the transmitted light capital m o t is reflected now seeing that in all this variety of experiments whether the trial be made in light reflected and that either from natural bodies as in the first and second experiment or specular as in the ninth or in light refracted and that either before the unequally refracted rays are by diverging separated from one another and losing their whiteness which they have altogether appear severally of several colors as in the fifth experiment or after they are separated from one another and appear colored as in the sixth seventh and eighth experiments or in light trajected through parallel superficies destroying each other's effects as in the tenth experiment there are always found rays which at equal incidences on the same medium suffer unequal refractions and that without any splitting or dilating of single rays or contingence in the inequality of the refractions as is proved in the fifth and sixth experiments and seeing the rays which differ in refrangibility may be parted and sorted from one another and that either by refraction as in the third experiment or by reflection as in the tenth and then the several sorts apart at equal incidences suffer unequal refractions and those sorts are more refracted than others after separation which were more refracted before it as in the sixth and following experiments 
and if the sun's light be trajected through three or more cross prisms successively those rays which in the first prism are refracted more than others are in all the following prisms refracted more than others in the same rate and proportion as appears by the fifth experiment it's manifest that the sun's light is an heterogeneous mixture of rays some of which are constantly more refrangible than others as was proposed end of section seven